Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. This podcast is an experiment in philosophical conversation, intended to inspire hope and inspiration in your creative pursuits. Follow along as I interview creatives from all backgrounds and walks of life. Listen while you work, listen while you create, listen while you dream up your next breakthrough idea. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, or craft, whatever that looks like. Now, let's dive into this concept we call creativity. Welcome, 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 creativity fans, art fans, music fans, fans of whatever the hell it is that you do that's fun and enjoyable. This is a really fun episode today. Today I recorded this at the studio of The Resonators. The Resonators are a band out of Southern California, Encinitas, California to be exact. These guys are friends of mine. You can hear the individual episodes with each of them in previous podcasts. We got Kyle, we got Kevin, we got Brock. And these guys have been hard at work during COVID times, hanging out in the studio, making music, working on their craft, developing their skills and they're ready to show something and they've got an ep coming out on october 2nd you can buy it early if you want you go to their website you reach out to them on instagram either way then them a couple bucks 10 bucks and then they send you a copy of their album before it's even on spotify uh in this episode we talk about the process of creating an album from start to finish, we dive into uh, a song and break it down for them from the beginning to the end. And yeah, we get into all kinds of cool stuff. Just uh, take a listen. And it's fun because we recorded it in their studio on their equipment. So it sounds great. I'm really stoked on it. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Share this out with everybody who loves music, who's creative, who likes new exciting things in their life yeah do it do it go ahead share it right now press pause and share it and yeah i guess uh that's all i got that's all the wisdom i got for you just just be creative just take this energy and run with it so without further ado the resonators welcome everybody to the podcast this is an exciting one. This is Art and Life. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. And with me, we not only have one or two, but we have all three of the gentlemen from The Resonators. The Resonators, you've heard from all of them individually, and now they are here together as a group. So, Resonators, welcome. Thank Hello. you. Yo. Together. As one. As one, exactly. It's, uh, you guys are a unified force. And it's it's good to in concert. Reckoned. Yeah. Oh yeah. To be reckoned with. So um, why don't you guys start by just saying like your names and who you are? Cool. I'm Kyle Cameron. I'm the lead singer, lead singer and guitarist. I'm Kevin Cameron, <coughs> the bassist and do a little backup vocal as well. Do a little backup vocal. My name is Broccoli Sanders, and I'm the drummer and backup vocalist as well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so we've already gone through all of your individual stories on previous podcasts. If you guys want to hear all the individuals, 
um, go back and check them all out. But uh, we were thinking we would just start out by you guys telling the group, telling everybody about you as a group, give a little backstory, and then like what's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, we start. Kyle and I started uh, the band when. Was that 2013? I think 2014, 2015. 2004, yeah, 2014. I graduated high school and I moved down to Eugene to live with him. And uh, he was already in a band um, called Big Sweeps and they needed a bassist. And so I actually picked up the bass then and there and started learning. Um, and then kind of gradually it became the two of us uh, just making music together a few years later. Um, and we came up with the name The Resonators. Mm-hmm. Wrote a few songs. Yeah, yeah. We had another drummer back then, Austin. Um, still, a really, really great friend of ours, and helps a lot throughout everything we do. But um, I think we just we played around for a while, and things just kind of went our separate ways. And this is my favorite story ever, so I'm really glad I get to tell it about <laughs> how we found Brock and how we got Brock. But we were about to go on tour one time, and we needed a drummer. We looked on Craigslist, and the title of the Craig, uh, the the headline was "Skills That Kills with the Fills." <laughs> <laughs> like this kid, dude. Who is this guy? And uh, yeah, we just hit him up, sent him a bunch of material. He drove like four hours away. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Three. Three, four hours away, and, and then just, he just never left. Just he never stayed left. on my <laughs> floor after that for like what three months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. got him a job. We just went on tour. Mm-hmm. We got him a job in that area, and then we were like, "Hey, <laughs> we're thinking about moving to San Diego. Do you want to come?" And he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so, two years late. Yeah, or, I don't know. That was about yeah. three years ago. Three, yeah. And I feel like the rest of the story is just filled with you know doors opening for us in, in all ways in our life so it's, we've been crazy fortunate to be in this studio right here to be you know go what we've gone through and I've yeah, been feeling grateful lately this house is yeah, awesome you guys kind of just landed and everything opened up and then everybody when you moved down here got jobs and exactly that, that takes not to time, say that it was e- easy yeah, like we yeah, were yeah. poor we def- and working hard yeah. Crappy jobs I in the lived, beginning. I lived off fish tacos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brooke and I, Brooke, yeah, my, my fiance now and I flew down here and just for a week straight were house hunting forever, not finding anything and looking like it was not going to happen. Uh-huh. And then th- this just, it just like, yeah. someone was like, hey, what time are you going to leave the band? Oh, we're moving out. It was like, wow. So, you know, I think you just put the, the mindset out there and things will happen. Things will happen. It's and work true. hard towards it, you know. And put out good vibes, positive energy, you know? Yeah. It's important, too. But here we are now in San Diego, um, and just put out, I think, yeah, just about to put out our first EP being down here. Yeah, and first one with Brock playing drums in it feels crazy. It's taken so long. So we're going to keep doing it more and more. It's fun. Yeah, because you've been involved in the band for two years? Almost three three now. Whoa. And so then this is the first EP. You guys have only put out singles up to this point? One single with one, him. One no single. way. Yeah, only we've one. been we've been trying to save money and hit get, you know, get our feet wet on the road. We went on tours. We went on some tours. Played dude, we played so many shows last year. How many, we played like uh, we definitely played like a over 150, right? I think something like 150? that. 150? Yeah. I don't know if it was a, I don't know, Easy. but it was like around ah. 100 for sure. Like We, we were, were playing like three to four shows a month at least. Yeah. I mean, the past year, yeah. More than, yeah, more than that. But 
with two words sprinkled in there, I think we were just tightening stuff up like crazy. I mean, writing. We have so much material. We can play three hours straight of ori- mostly original yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is like well, and even your covers are original. Like they, yeah. in you, you make them your own song. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely. We'll definitely try to make it that way. But yeah, studio time is not cheap. It's no. Easy. <laughs> To get in and just record whenever we want to. That's why I've been working hard in the Resi studio to try to, you know. Yeah, be able to do it ourselves. <coughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we were just talking about how much of a challenge that would be for a producer to listen to somebody else's music and listen to it over and over and over mm-hmm. again, and then adjust it and tweak things. So I'm sure their time, like they want to make it so that they're not just dealing with a bunch of BS from people. Right. And they probably set their prices high. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, doing it yourself, I feel like I've ran into the problem like with self-producing like that. It's just never really good enough, like to where I want it to be. Mm. You know, if I had other people, it's like, it's good enough. It's for a demo. It's great. You know, but like, like I I just feel like I need more equipment. I need more better stuff. I need a better ear to get it to like where it'd be on Spotify ready to listen. Yeah. Well, and I think that one thing that we have learned as we've gone through these few years of home recording and self-producing is that when we do, when we did do this EP with having an engineer in front of us and having, you know, somebody else's ear, we are able to step back and become like musicians instead, like more yeah, of like yeah. in our element and our right. artist instead of like being frustrated on something right. not working or like having to like set up, you know, stuff like someone else is doing that for us we're able to like hone in on our instrument just on be our skill. musicians yeah and that was awesome so in a way sometimes it does it's worth it for the money to like 100 just oh. do that and be that person so shout out to skylar for being our fucking Dude. chef yeah yeah he did an kitchen. amazing job yeah, yeah. nice which we'll get in that detail too he was our yeah the guy who who mixed and recorded our ep that's coming out so and well and so, I mean, music and art, art, art is music, music, music is art. And I'm really geeking out on flow state and that concept these days of just like getting into your zone. And when you're in the zone, that's when you act best, you work best, you think best, you process information, you just, you're, you just do what needs mm-hmm. to be done, how it needs to be done. And if you're on both, if you're multitasking and you're doing your music, and then you're also doing the production. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it would really take you out of that flow state, and then you're not getting the best version of yourself as a musician. <coughs> I think that's right on the, yeah, that's right on the head. Definitely. Pretty yeah. much impossible to do both. Yeah. I mean, people do it, people are successful when they do it, but I feel like a lot of the people that are successful at doing that are like producers first yeah. and musicians yeah. second, people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people are freaks out there. And yeah. That, that, <laughs> is their, that is their flow state, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, of like Kevin Parker. Yeah. yeah Tim Tim Paul. Like, just Jacob like, Paul, they are made to just do that. You yeah. Know? It's by yeah. themselves. They're almost like composers. Like, that. they're exactly. like the Mozart of today, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just nailed it, dude. Yeah. And then they can play what they hear in their minds. Exactly. Just create cool. exactly yeah. what they're <laughs> imagining. Yeah. That's cool. Um, why don't you guys walk us through the, the process of making an EP? Like, what is, how's it, how does it start? With a mindset. <laughs> really? <laughs> and practice. Yeah. What's the mindset? Uh, to make sure you have 
everything exactly where you need it to be before you even step in the studio. Yeah. Like physically, like your your stuff. Mm, no, more mentally. You know, like the song arrangements, practice. You know, your part. So yeah, physically and and mentally yeah. in a way, like just like everything has its place. Like we're not gonna we're not walking into the studio being like, what are we doing? What are you doing right there? What are we? Doing? Are we? We know like. We're hitting right there on this same spot. We're able to just walk in and just like try to just nail it as perfect. And and, and then so it leaves room for us to get more creative on it and on top. Right. I mean, we, we could play these songs a hundred times live, but then once you get into like actually nitpicking every single part of the song, you start to be like, oh, what do I actually do every time in that part? You know? So it's good to get super prepared in the studio or, you know, your own practice space before you go in there so that you're not wasting time. Interesting. Like learning those, you know, being like, okay, what do we actually want to do here? Yeah, talking about not wasting time. Brock literally, like, killed every drum track. Yeah, that's usually the thing that takes the longest. I want to say on the first take, but, yeah, and it was just like, damn, was that, was it good? Cool, we're good. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with that, and it was just, you know, we, yeah, we worked on it. Dang, bro. <laughs> so songs are are like, I mean, I'm picturing like a block of clay that somebody's sculpting. So they're sort of like in this free flow sculpting, changing mode on tour. You're developing things. You're practice. You're trying different things. Mm-hmm. You know, moving this there and, and whatnot. And then when it goes to recording, that's when it's like you're bronzing it. Mm-hmm. It's there's nothing you can do after that. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And then after the that, oven. that's how yeah. you, that's how you play it live. You know, you put it leave it where it's at. And and it's like published at yeah. that point, and then exactly. that's how that's it. That's the song. Because you have to listen to that the rest of the time too. And if there's something in there that like uh, bugs you, it's gonna bug you every time you hear mm-hmm. that song. And it comes on at that one point. And, it's like, and what if that becomes the song you're known for, exactly, and everybody's exactly. yelling for yeah, you to play yeah. it every time <laughs> at every concert? Then we're Radiohead, and we have to play Creep. Right. And they hate it. Yeah. Right. Which I think is... Like, there's a lot of bands out there. Yeah. yeah. Which I think we've all really agreed upon, which allows us to, I think, really be open to each other's ideas and stuff when we're in the studio. Like, just be like, if you have... Say it. If you got something that you're thinking of, say it, because I don't. we don't want to be holding anything back we're now going to be listening to it and be like, dang, I wish we would have said something. Like, I wish we would have taken that out or changed this yeah. just to see what it would have sounded like. Just to like that closure of like, nope, okay, I do no, like that it that suck, way. Yeah. That does suck. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Let's go yeah. back. Yeah. Kind of like A-B testing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's just so many avenues you can take when you're in the studio. Right. Like, there's so m- the tonal changes you can make digitally now is expansive. So, I mean, if you got an idea, try it out real quick. Um, if the consensus is no, then move on. All right, so I have an idea. Can you guys, you want to kind of break down the build up, the creation of one of your songs on this new EP? Kind of like Song Exploder style? Yeah, let's, Brock, take over vacation and how, I guess, you kind of brought that to us. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it all kind of started with me just learning how to play the guitar, really. I mean, I can play some bar chords, and that's about it. And I just, one night, was, I don't know, thinking about life, and I guess a, a 
recent breakup, stuff like that, and it was in the middle of quarantine, and I just sat there, and I had these three chords, and I was like, I need a vacation, and I was like, I gotta get the hell out of here, <laughs> I gotta get out of my room, I gotta get out of this headspace, and I just, I had this quick chorus that I wrote, and I was super proud of it, and I brought it to the band, and Kevin helped me a lot with the, the verses, writing the lyrics on that. And we got that bass line down really quick, that yeah. just kind of happened naturally. Yeah. And then brought it to Kyle, and he, you know, always brings the swagger to the vocals that it needed. And the, me melodic, the melodic changes, changes yeah, the, in the, yeah, in the yeah, verses yeah. and everything, and just when it's beautiful to see your little brainchild bring it to the group and it and it blooms yeah it makes it through that first like those filters of like is it gonna make it to you know yeah. performance yeah are we, we're we, all spoke you know we're yeah. just stoked on it immediately it just i think it had that yeah. vibe and like even when he brought it to me there wasn't much i don't think i changed any chords or anything it was all mm -hmm. you even had the solo the oh yeah beginning I, of the the little, solo. I did write the riff yeah and yeah. i was like yeah everything and you you guys i think both of you guys pretty much had much of the arrangement like all down i think yeah i guess kevin and i kind of recorded it ourselves oh that's right yeah. just me on the guitar yeah a little bit yeah and then had like the demo down sent it to kyle and then took my little riff and made it the most epic solo on the EP. <laughs> yeah, well that that solo actually we Kyle had no idea what he was gonna do and then what that was the first take, right? In the studio that you, it was a couple first takes, yeah. I just but like, it was just like we just it. all looked at each other after it was done and was like, I I think that's it. That was dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I pretty much after to be honest, I had to listen to the recording after and like relearn the solo <laughs> so I could play it live. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what the fuck I did. I just, like, <laughs> you like blacked out. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the Close zone. State. You're in the first state. state. Total right? well, because state. I even on top had to relearn a harmonize on it because you hear the harmonized guitar on it and like I'm going to have to relearn that when we get another guitarist. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what I did on that, but <laughs> so it's cool. But I think that song inspired us to be like, let's put together an EP and let's get into the studio and let's call it mm -hmm. Vacation EP, kind of inspired by this song. And then we had a couple other songs that have been in our pocket for a while, but then we had this new one that we had just kind of polished up. and Semi-polished. Semi-polished <laughs> up, but we were really stoked on it. We were like, let's get that ready, which is so weird of us because we'd have all these songs... Yeah, we've been sitting on like like an album of thirteen for, but we just decided years to now throw this to, new guy in yeah. there, which is titled "Callback," which you'll hear on the. But we are really stoked on that song. Yeah, and we actually had a, a female vocalist feature in that one, so it's cool. It's a good song. Sweet. It's got a little bit of everything. I feel like it's got, you know, your key change and Brock's shreds. Yeah, on the, on the drums. Drum solo. There's a lot of, lot of everything <laughs> in there. Um, we had fun definitely putting that together. Yeah, it's just, it's funny to see these, like, like a song come to life, not in the practice studio, but in the actual recording studio, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's, more there's like, way. a whole, there's, like, there's the development that happens in the pre-recording, and mm -hmm. then there's the development that happens during the recording. There's so much more. Yeah, definitely. While you're recording. All the little things, you know, because, you, you know, your tones are always the same when you're, or, you know, 
typically usually pretty standard when you're practicing. They're always the same. But then when you get in there, there's so many things you can tweak and make it, you know, make that baby shine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we, um, something that is just popping into mind that I want to ask you guys about is uh, your marketing. I feel like these days, and, and I follow you guys on all the different channels, and I feel like you guys are just really present and active and having fun with it, and you're creating new, like, uh, you created the resonation on Facebook, yeah. so, like, it seems like you guys are really diving into that aspect of the band mm-hmm. as well, like, mm-hmm. why don't you talk to the humans about that a little bit? Yeah, I think, I think marketing's been really important to us for a long time, we, we knew what it, you know, can what it, t- what it can do for somebody, you know, and I think we grew up in the stage of that coming to fruition, you know, and like everyone's seen an artist and not even just an artist, but anybody can make something happen through that avenue. Um, and we have a lot of fun doing that type of stuff, you know, making videos together and just like we can really show who we are. And I think people connect more with that sometimes than the actual music where it takes that step for them to listen to your music, you know? Yeah. Um, but lately with the resonation, I, I've just been, I've been just so blown away by the support of everyone. Like so everyone's so active there, like posting stuff and it just makes me happy, man. It's like bigger than we are, you know? Yeah. It, it, well, it just puts in, yeah. I think really it's like we, you wouldn't be anywhere in this music world if you wanted to be a musician without like the fan base and your friends and family and like the number one people that are like stoked on you and like believe in you more than you believe in yourself you know so it's like that's nice so yeah but um the resonation has been cool but i was i was saying i think all of us just take into pride into learning that side of being a musician like being that entrepreneurial kind of like um, like I feel like we all do a good job of listening to our podcast. Like I'm always wondering what should we do? What should, what's the next thing that we should be doing so we could get this more out to people? And I feel like we're right on track. It's just kind of just chiseling away at it and trying to be as original as possible in marketing and our videos and our posts. You know, there's not one right way to do it. And I feel like if you do it the most bizarre way, that's the most catchy way. You know, or just we like to think we're comedians as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have fun with it, <laughs> and it is funny. Definitely, we're funny. What? Yeah. A, okay, so talk about. <laughs> Our mom says we're funny. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> that's all that matters. Um, talk about the podcast a little bit, and like the the studio, and what you guys have. Going. Yeah, so I I feel like during this whole quarantine thing that's happened, um, we were looking for ways to like capitalize on the free time that we had. So we were like, that's when we decided it was time to go in the studio. We weren't booking shows, you know. But on the other end of things, we have stuff to pay for. We still have rent to pay, you know, like studio rent to pay for. And, you know, equipment we want to get and vans to fix, you know. And we were trying to think of um, different avenues. And we, you know, came up with the idea that we have this beautiful space. We have all this awesome equipment and, like, the know-how to record quality stuff. Like, our live streams come out really nice and tight and... They seem to be, you know, a step above what other people are putting out. And so we ended up doing this video shoot, like re-recording our first album, just doing it live here and releasing, releasing it on um, YouTube. And uh, we're just ha- trying to book other bands to come in and, uh, you know, 
yeah. get, give them some quality audio and video footage for their for their you know resume their yeah their content yeah which i think is an awesome approach because it's i mean it's similar to what i'm doing with this podcast which is like connecting me with other creatives and entrepreneurs in in, in and showcasing them and like it's all but the energy comes back to me mm-hmm. also like it's all just like this circling and building of, of energy and um, you know like you guys as a band individually will connect with other bands through random things like shows and whatnot but like if you're hosting bands here regularly and you have a place for them to play like that's really gonna get you out there and, mm-hmm. then, and um, even stay here like this is our house Kevin and I live here so yeah. it's like we can we can do our business and then we have we can party if we want to. Yeah, like, yeah. And not only that, but they like... They can camp out in the backyard. <laughs> exactly. Can't actually yeah. Like, yeah. So blessed with this place. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, and like, not only that, but like when tours go back on, hopefully soon, uh, you know, people will have so much traffic coming through. Mm-hmm. People always want to come down to LA and San Diego play from, you know, anywhere in the nation. Well, yeah. we and were. And we'd be we able already... to give them a place to stay and also a place to like make some awesome content for the road. So. And we could get paid for it, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Renting studio time, basically. Exactly. Dude. Yes, you guys are entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've been thinking lately, like, I'd love to make it, um, make it a, uh... That's sugar. That's sugar. Yeah. That's sugar. Sorry. A little sugar <laughs> night. Yeah. She's not getting enough attention out there. So far. You could bring her in here and shut the door. <laughs> but I want to get into the podcast thing. Like, I think it would be cool to add another element to that Resi studio thing and get to sit down with these artists and have them, I want it to be a short thing, have these artists tell a little story from the road, like yeah. a wild story from the road, and then we'll have all the equipment and mic set up and they can just sit down and play like a little one track song. So it's like a 23 minute podcast and then we get down to business and it's all rolled into one. That's great. Yeah. Well, and that's really cool too because it's musicians talking to musicians. So you're, it's not like it's high level talks like in, right. the, in the music world. Like you guys are people talking to people who know stuff. Yeah. So like, <laughs> right. No, yeah. I'm excited for like us to get more onto that. Like, I, there's so many artists. Like it's it's cool to be in this scene because we get to play with some of like literally actually my favorite artists. Like want to invite those people over to our place i want to host them you know i want them yeah, to play yeah. i want to i want to learn brain. from them yeah, yeah like yeah so it's cool we yeah we're definitely going to utilize this place as much as we can yeah it's great and it's beautiful and it's developing every time i yeah. come in here there's new stuff right now we are recording on your equipment and like this podcast is being recorded on your stuff so uh that's really fun yeah. let's put in a new black wall you like that the accent Ooh, wall, baby. The yeah. accent wall makes it pop. It does really make it pop, and then you got the sound stuff everywhere. It'd be cooler if there was a mural there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know anyone. <laughs> if only we knew somebody. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. What would you want on your wall? Dicks. Oh my god! <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. But like classy ones. Sure. Like <laughs> big dicks. Like in uh, like wearing tuxedos or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like a no, bow tie. We were. I mean, honestly, just a cool resi studios, like in a cool yep. art or just I don't know. Do we have a uh, famous musicians would be cool. Or an animal that Not resonates with us at all. Mm. Octopus. Dude, the octopus would be. Cool. Yeah, you guys have an animal, like a, a spirit animal, for your band. 
as an oh, octopus? For the band as a whole? Yeah. I don't know. Let's I mean, Kyle, hands you and I... <laughs> We're joining hands, <laughs> thinking. Everyone uh, say something. At the I same just time. got a wolf or like an owl or something. <laughs> an owl. owl or an owl. I'm seeing mm. an aura. Actually, <laughs> a wolf owl is that a thing? Yep. Oh. It is now. Wow. <laughs> that was good. We're good. I'm glad we got that out. <laughs> I can see a wolf. Well, so I mean, anxious. Kyle, you and I were talking the other day about, um, like developing out your mission statement as a mm. band and there's a lot of like like self actualization going on as a band for you guys like who are we you know why don't you go into that a little bit like what that process well you kind of brought it up about I, I think it was just like a I, don't, I, I haven't checked it out yet but like a survey or some something that you fill out that kind of asks you questions about your art and your passion yeah, it's like I'm an guessing. it's an extraction of your intention, your goals, your stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, please send that over because I think we do a good job of it. But it was something that we did talk about that we want to hone in what are like, like I feel like when we go to some of our favorite artists and watch them on in concert, it's like you're getting this like message from them that isn't really said at all, but something. You know, their swagger, something about this, something they bring to the stage. And I think that we do in a way, but we want to hone in and, and know all together, like, what that is. So we can vibe a little more on stage and, like, about the right things we say and the right things we kind of do. Because we all are, like, in the same mindset of that mission statement and the intent of our music and our message, you know. So I, I was just like, yeah, please send that over because I think that's important for any band to be like, Let's talk about that. What do we represent? What do we believe in? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. what are we, like, what do we think that's okay? Or what things that we don't think are okay? You know, like, let's talk about, like, worldly stuff. And what are people going to expect when they see us live? Yeah. You know? What is like, our appearance? What are we Can we wearing? be consistent yeah. about that? You know? Yeah, just everything that kind of goes in with, like, a mission statement. You know, your, your business, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, being, being a musician is, seems to be more about business than it is about music sometimes you know you get that huge reward of playing live which is why we do it all you know but it just seems to be yeah all the background is you know getting down to business making it happen yeah and for for a business for a small business a large business a mission statement um or like a set of company ethics is really important because then if that's defined, then all the different people within the system, within the company, they know it's like a backbone mm -hmm. that they can judge their own actions on and their statements. And it's like, okay, I'm this individual is making a statement. Does it fall within like the range of what the company stands for believes and mm -hmm. believes in? Yeah, like these are the ethics of the the group or the band and. I've done that a lot with my own art. Like, wh what am, what is it about? What is the main message? Especially because you get so many little, like, elevator conversations with people in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, what do you do? I'm an artist. Oh, what's your art about? So you have, mm -hmm. like, ten seconds to give, to, like, to give a statement that is either going to hook them or not. And really, it's not about them. It's about, like, what your, uh, your angle is. And so that's something I've really been honing in over the years that I've been an artist and like I think it's a never-ending thing but what's your art about my art is about connection presence and love beauty mm. 
the things that we can all connect on, like no matter what part of the world you're from, no matter what your approach is to life. I think I just got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> did? <laughs> yeah, man. That's it. Nice. Good, an- good yeah. answer. Yeah. Well, and like when Beautiful. you you know when you go to a show and you walk away, there's like. There's all these little moments that hit you, but then you're hit with the the lo- overall impact. When you wake up the next day, mm-hmm. you know you won't necessarily remember every single little incident, but you remember like the overall thing. Mm-hmm. The feeling. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Maya Angelou said you people won't remember what you say to them; they'll remember how you make them feel. Mm. And music is such a feeling thing. Art is such a feeling thing. It's mm-hmm. like what is the impact that you're leaving on people i guess it's hard to say for music what our music makes other people feel because all i'll ever know is what it makes me feel i mean i i do and i after a show it's one of my favorite things i love seeing the sparkle in people's eyes and them telling me like how the way that we made them feel like i've never i've never i don't get up and dance you guys made me get up and dance you know and it's just like thank you like thank you that I'm glad compliment. we could do that yeah. for you. Like I can feel you sincerely saying that, and that's what we're doing it for. Yeah. So get that, that's what that's what I always try to explain to people. We are in this whole reggae scene, but our goal is definitely to get people up and grooving. Like we want people in the. It's always our goal. Like we, we want to start the party, man. Yeah. When we were starting <laughs> off, we were like, if we get one person to dance, we'll start the party. That's right. <laughs> like in some of these shows we played like years ago, where there's no one in there, like we except just one get- guy. We're like we're gonna get that guy to dance, <laughs> <laughs> and we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. stare him down. Yeah. <laughs> get up, get up and dance. I mean, the the energy is really great at your shows. It's fun. I got to see your show at the O Side Bar and Grill yes. last week, yeah. and that was a blast. People got up and danced, and uh, that was a party. That was fun. That was a party, and you guys, it's just like. Really good energy. It's bright. It's fun. It feels good. It, it's really cool. Uh, I'm just gonna brag about you guys for a minute here because um, no, in the time of <laughs> in the in the time of COVID, everything has been locked down, and you guys have obviously made the most of your time. It's like that show the other night. I haven't seen you guys play live in a long in like months. Yeah, since probably January. And it's just super crisp. Like, you're, everything's on point that much more. And I didn't know that you guys could get that much sharper and that, that things could, like, just everything. The way you're playing the guitar, the drums, the bass, everything, the, the singing, it's all... Tight. It's tight, toy- like a tiger. <laughs> it is, and it's... Uh, Thanks. It, and, when, and when you're watching, uh, when, you know, when you're in the audience for a show and you see someone performing at a, a, a level of excellence in their craft, it feels good. And then when it feels, when you know that the, the band has it like locked down, then you can really loosen up to have fun. When, when you can feel that the band is off a little bit, when they're not mm-hmm. practiced up, like little things catch. And Especially like, as an artist, I think as like, not everyone can c- kind of be like that, but you as a listener and as a enjoyer of like, active listener, yeah. yeah, an active listener, you know, you're like, like, I kind of got to worry about these guys on stage. I can't, like, <laughs> like relax, you know? Like, There's a little anxiety. Yeah, but mm-hmm. if you were like, oh, they got it, like, I can, you know? <laughs> woo! Woo! That's yes. so true. It's the yeah. vibe in the air, for sure. Yeah, and then you can really uh, appreciate 
the higher level things like the solos mm -hmm. and the harmonies and things like that because you know that the basic blocks are done you're, you're good there right Brock, why don't you talk about drumming a little bit? I feel like you're a little quiet over there. Talking about drumming? I don't know, or whatever. Like uh, at, a, at a live show? Yeah. Well, How'd you feel about this last show? I didn't take off my shirt enough. No. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We needed that. Yeah. I was the people told needed that. The people man. needed that. Maybe like the Some of the reviews we something. saw, five stars, I just, or it would be five stars. Brock would have taken his shirt off. Yeah. Four and a half. Four and a half. If uh, there's one thing I can say to all the drummers out there, it's just pop the top off the top. <laughs> yeah. Pop the top. Yeah. Do it. Flex the guns. Because exactly. you're naturally like working the arms and shoulders. Yeah. Like, we want to see it. You're naturally showing off. So. Yeah. Totally. Just do it. <laughs> Would you say your biggest drum influences? Of all time? Of all time. Neil Peart. Who's he? Oh, rest in peace. Rush. Rush, that's right. You mentioned him on the previous mm -hmm. episode. So you, you need some more drums, dude. Yeah, I do, I do think that he's slowly, each year, there's like another drum on his chair. Yeah, he's slowly he's building slowly. it. It'll, just be It'll be half the studio one day. One day. <laughs> I just need one more. <laughs> I, know, I always good. get that. I don't care. As soon as we load it into Skyler's studio for the EP recording, he's like, dude, you got enough drums? <laughs> no. He didn't have enough mics. <laughs> Yeah, you got a lot there. <laughs> you got like seven cymbals and seven <laughs> toms of kick. I like it. I think it's, it's pretty. It's beautiful. I like a lot of, I don't know, I think there's this thing out there with modern drummers being like every s single time you play a song, it's got to be the exact same. I'm more of like a whatever sounds cool at the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know i feel like we we sit in that pocket a lot live yeah i think we do become like a jam band in our with an, our own arrangements because yeah. we i think we get bored of playing something the same way over and over so we throw in and stuff it, it's That's actually why we love funk music it's funny because i never thought about ourselves that way but then somebody wrote a review about us and said that like in it they're like they're awesome jammy and i go into these jams i was like jammy and i was like <laughs> Okay, maybe. Like, a we definitely bit. a little bit get into these tangents of just, like, boredness up there. I'm like, oh, I hear something. Let's go off on yeah, that. Like, yeah, let's yeah. fucking shred, dude. Like, it's fun to be in a band that we can are able to do that, you know, yeah. with some confidence. But I think it's more fun. we would all agree that we enjoy the tightness. So when Dope we do get in the studio, exactly. we want it to yeah. be, like, yeah, you know, yeah. puckering. Puckering. <laughs> nice. Um, so I'm learning Ableton, the music right. program that you put, that you produce music on, and it's really fun because I'm just like squeaking along, drooling on myself at this point as a baby in the game. Mm. Um, but it's, it's I, what I've learned in the last couple of weeks is how to loop, how, how to make a loop so that the beat just goes around mm -hmm. in the same like eight bars or and whatever. You can play on top of it and stuff. Yes, yeah. and so then you can add one thing in, and then you can hear it over and over again and see how that affects it. Or is that kind of how the jam element works? Like you guys go into like a looping beat, and then you can yeah. like add and play. I mean, like just yesterday, what we were jamming on something new. I can't even remember it now. I don't know if we'd even be able Actually, to play yeah, it again. I was playing it this morning. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were playing something kind of like a, I don't know, like alternative indie funk kind of groove. Yeah. And. Kyle always starts with like some kind of cool riff, 
and he'll play it for a while. He'll even maybe loop it, and I'll I'll start a groove or something, and then Kevin starts playing something, and then Kevin and I lock in. So we just repeat that until whatever changes over here. Kyle's playing. Yeah, then we'll kind of yeah swoop and change. I think we have our set like break down, build up. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely down definitely starts with the blocks. notes. It's like okay, I'm playing these chords. Kevin looks over and he's like, okay, I see the chords you're playing. And he gets the notes and it just kind of goes with the thump and they just start with just like a bass groove thump. And we all kind of just like, I think, cohesively get into that groove of whatever we just like started. And then I think it'll start with riffs like on top of that, mm-hmm. just like layering. And we're or just vocals. Vocals layering of just like getting that melody in there of something. A yeah. lot of times Kyle will just like sing nonsense into the mic, just For a sure. melody. Yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I hear that. <laughs> yeah, there's something in there. And we'll just yeah, kind of like, yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What got you into Ableton? Like, what made you be like, I'm, I want to start making beats? Did you just do it one night and you're like, this is fun? No, because there's no way you can just do that with Ableton. <laughs> it's so, there's so much to it. No. That's true. Ableton is a little bit more like garage band, maybe. Yep, maybe. Yeah, I don't have time for that shit though. I need to. I need to know what I'm doing. So, um, it was a drive from Wyoming to Colorado, where I was. I had just finished a mural. This is like a month ago. I just finished a mural. I listened to this book on flow state called Stealing Fire by Stephen Kotler and some other dude, and I was just like, just really high on life, geeking out on flow state and just feeling great and I had this awesome playlist to listen to on this four-hour drive and I was just driving through the middle of Wyoming and I just turned it up and I was singing along and like whistling melodies along and um, I used to play the clarinet when I was younger and so then um, I have music in in me but I don't like I can't read it anymore I don't know any I don't know how it works anymore mm-hmm. but I did at one point and I've thought I've picked up the guitar a couple times to try to learn, and it's just really challenging. And so Super I was like, "Yeah." And so, uh, but I have this friend who produces um, music, and he's been doing it for ten years. Does Ableton? Mm-hmm. He's a teacher. I was like, "Dude," I called him up, told him I want to try it, and so now I'm doing a three month thing. And that's sweet, dude. Yeah. Well, we we were just talking before this. Do you have a little MIDI keyboard? In there Not yet. That? Okay. It's, it's gonna be a, the that, biggest game, be a game changer, changer ever. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little beat pad on there or something. Yeah, because having to drop blocks within like a piano scroll gets tedious and yeah. it's not as fun as you can just like play it live and then Deal it boom, out. it's done. Yeah, quantize it so it like matches up to tempo and then you're like you're good to go. Yeah, that's like caterpillar to butterfly type yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now I'm definitely a caterpillar, <laughs> but it's so much fun and uh, it's, it's just so like it's it. flow state. Like that's mm-hmm. what it's about. I like time just evaporates when I'm doing mm-hmm. it, and yeah. and that's what I'm really geeking out on right now is flow state like i i feel like the more i can be in that the better from waking up and surfing to playing music to or like producing music and then getting in the studio and spending a long time in there and just just getting lost in it and it's so cool how like you intuitively just act and and react and make decisions and it sounds like that's what you guys do when you're looping and playing and jamming is like like you just look over and you know, Kevin, you look over at Kyle and see the chords, like, yeah, and you could just play it. Like, that's, you know, that's the type of intuitive stuff that I'm doing on the art side mm-hmm. that you guys just do right. on the music side, and it's so cool. Like, that's where 
the genius lies is in the that's where that made that true art lies yes know? that's where it feels the best yeah creation yeah i mean i don't know what else i'd be doing if <laughs> you know if we weren't doing this so probably living in a van down by the down river by the river definitely you'd need a river <laughs> you need to find a river because there aren't really any i'd need a van <laughs> but that's what i think that that's one thing that creative humans are so lucky and blessed to be involved in because people that aren't that that don't have creative outlets that aren't making a life out of their creativity and don't have any hobbies they are in flow state less and less in their life and then they they wake up they go to work they're in their minds the whole day and then they come home and they're in their mind like it's like flow state is in your heart and in your like like in your soul you're, you're not in your head at no, all. No, you're not thinking about your, like, an, you don't have anxiety about what you're doing tomorrow or in, like, mm-hmm. any sort of, like, depressive thoughts going back to, like, ruminating about the past. When you're playing music, where are you? You're, like, right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the mind can get in the way of music a lot. For sure. Overthinking, Overthinking it? Oh, oh yeah. Damn. Dude, all, I think some, you know, some of our biggest shows are just, like, Song's terrible at is because they're so big and in our head. We were just like, we, we got to do, do it big, perfect, yeah, gotta perfect, yeah. perfect. And then the shows where we're just like, we play the best at, you know, we're just, just having fun. Mm-hmm. We're not no pressure. We're flowing. We're yeah. flowing. That's one spot where uh, pregame rituals, I think, really come to come into play. Like if you think about a sports team, I think one job of the coach is to have the pregame set up. So that they can, you can do it in practice and then you can do it in the games and it's the same flow. You do the same thing every time so that you, like, you sort of hypnotize yourself into the zone as soon as the game starts. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you guys have a pregame element that you practice at all? I actually think that is something that we should get better at. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because I think we all know that, like, we're three songs in and then we're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would way rather be in the first song. Well, and I will say it's tough lately with the shows we're booking at the, where we're doing our own sound because the routine is you get there and you're spending the entire time before you're set getting set up and making sure it sounds good and then boom, and then you're have, right on. And then literally minutes. I'm looking at the clock and we're like, oh, we should have been on five minutes ago. Yeah. It's like, okay, and then you're starting go. in that mind state. I was planning to wear, wear my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt I see that over there. That's nice. I like that. You would have looked good with me and Brock. Mm-hmm. I had my dinosaur shirt on. <sighs> you had your cocktail shirt oh, on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Damn, you fucked yeah, up. I don't want to talk about it now. No comment. We have a nice picture together. We do have a great picture together. <laughs> we'll crop them out. Yeah. yeah. We can Photoshop <laughs> Kyle. Kyle, we'll get a shot of you in your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shirt now. We'll Photoshop crop it, it in. in. It'll It'll be really memories. Good. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Alright, so should we transition to the question yeah, section of the podcast? Okay, so we're going to popcorn this around. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to throw them at these gentlemen here. So, the first question is if you could go back in time and talk to a 7 to 10 year old version of yourself, mm. and then you can give yourself advice, what would that advice be Kyle mm, I think I, I remember my question last time 
or you, you, yeah, ask me this last time you answered. But I thought about this the other day, and I think I would just tell my younger self to get your shit together because you have so much time later to relax and enjoy a social life. I think I was really, really caught up in social life when I was a kid, and I wish I would have like honed in more on skills a little more, closed the door in my room and practiced my shit instead of chasing girls, running around, you know, doing the things. Uh, so I think I was just realizing that the other day. I was like, man, I wish I would just like honed in like when I was a kid, absorbed all that information and then know that I have so much time as an adult to relax. Mm-hmm. And especially if you've like worked really hard, you can even relax more because of the things that you've gathered and created. So I think that's my answer. Hone in. Get your shit done, man. Yeah. Really absorb the information while your while your brain is busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. When you're like, you can learn in hyperspeed, dude. Yeah. It gets so much harder. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. That's Do you right. feel like you are uh, taking that advice and putting it into your life now? I am. I just find it harder for some reason with everything that's going on in your life as an adult. You know, like it's harder to just be that kid where you like have a home where you in a room and your parents start paying you know and you can just hone in like now i got like things there's a certain point in your life and i don't know if you guys are all there yet but where you have the ultimate realization that your time is limited it goes you go from like the word boredom creeps into your life a lot as like a teenager and then there's a certain point where that word ceases to exist Mm -hmm. and then every (laughs) and then it's like from then on you don't have enough time to do all the things that you want in your life and the list gets bigger and your amount of time on the planet gets smaller thanks yeah that was terrible yeah (laughs) (laughs) so if you could go back and like (laughs) let yourself know that hey like Dude, that whole time when you're living under your parents' roof and you have all the time in the world to kill and you're bored, Dude, mm-hmm. right? if you could have filled that with like getting ridiculously good at the guitar. Yeah. Dude, I could have spent you, like, yeah, right? yeah, four hours a day work playing guitar. I don't have four hours to sit and play the guitar. No. Like, you got to pay bills. We barely have four hours to practice every week. Dude, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah. So good, good answer. I like that. Thanks. Thank Any you. of you seven or ten year olds listening out there? Get your or, shit together. Or if you have kids, <laughs> yeah, if you have kids, give them your little activities. Mormon self, you coming back. Get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> what? What you say? Who is this uh, man? <laughs> all right. Next question mm. is if okay. Five years from now, let's say everything goes exactly the way that you want it to. Um, Nothing gets in your way or the world's way. Uh, what do you want to see come together, come to fruition? And this can be in uh, like a personal level or a worldwide level or anywhere in between. Brock. Five years from now? Five years from now. Five years from now. Get everything in line. Or a band level? Are you going to talk on a band level? Um, on a band level... I want to be touring Hawaii, not setting up our own sound, mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. freaking paid, mm-hmm. uh, just you know, living the musician life we always dreamed of. Yeah, constantly on the road, like just five years from now. 
five years from now, I feel like I you can, can get there think easily. a lot bigger than that. Maybe like a European tour. I don't know. I mean, U.S. worldwide. U.S. definitely. Sorry, US I'm manifesting for you. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm receiving. We have a lot of plays in the Philippines, so we've been thinking about it. Yeah, we're gonna no do way. A, a Philippines tour. Isn't that weird, <laughs> dude? That'd be great. So yeah, people, but people trying to get resonated with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a on a band level and a personal level, in five years from now, screw a day job. None of us will have a day job. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna be doing the damn thing. Yes, and I think it works because you guys are three people. I mean, my other friends in the band Wasteland Hot. There's like seven of them, mm-hmm. and to like realistically make that work, it's everything times two or more. That sounds crazy, yeah. Yeah, the coordination and everything. Yeah, we played with a band on the road in Eugene. <coughs> they had a, they were eleven piece, like, and we we got paid that night and like three hundred dollars. Like so they had, we got one fifty split. They got one fifty for eleven people like on the Jeez. road. Like, how are you guys doing? There's <laughs> some beer money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so in terms of manifesting, I don't know if everybody does this. This is like a very new age thing that I've been blessed to have encountered a lot. And people listening can do this too, is like thinking ahead five years from now. I feel like you're setting your sights too low. Too low? Five years. Think of what you guys have done in four months and then multiply that times 10 or more. Mm. And like things just start to add up and stack up. So like I think, I mean, what I've heard from a lot of people who are like high level successful people on podcasts I've listened to, a lot of times people set their sights too low Mm -hmm. and they don't. Like, you know, days go, what is it? Days go, sh- days are go slow, but like years go fast and things stack up and, and really start to add up. And if you put in your time and energy, like major shit can happen. Mm-hmm. Don't hold yourself back, folks. I agree. Yeah. Five years revealed bedrocks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> For the third time. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh-oh. European tour, American tour. Red Rocks makes it through this pandemic. Oh, yeah. Red Rocks will hold up. <laughs> um, okay, the next question is, what is the most influential piece of media that you have experienced in the last while? This can be an album, an article, a song, a podcast, a book, anything. Kevin. Dang. I mean, I'd probably have to go... I hard to pick like one album or one song but I, I just feel like certain parts of music in general make me keep going um, good question Tom you guys have any info on that he was asking if like anything that you've seen or like an album that you I don't know but what's okay we can even take it back farther. Like, what's the most influential album on on your life or your musical career? What's the biggest thing that stands out? You know, like, one that I don't, like, listen to as much anymore, but Kyle and I were on a road trip when we were younger, and he showed me Light Grenades by Incubus, and we listened to it, like, ten times over and over on the drive, and that changed so me good. for sure. Like, just hearing in headphones all the musical tonal changes that made me want to do stuff like that. It made me want to pursue music, honestly. Was the question recently or like all for all of life? Um, it was geared as recently, but 
it can open up and that that's great that yeah dude, i remember fucking i turned it on and that car went crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got those headphone splitters on the road. And just listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, w- recently, this local band, Lunar Hand, I know a fucking crazy hipster. <laughs> uh, I, we know one of the dudes from the band. We've, we played w- with him Greg. in another band. Greg. Um, I can't stop listening to these guys. They are so fucking good and just unique and make me feel things like, yeah. They're very original. I mean, they, they remind me of their... You, when you listen to them, I feel like I, there's some other bands that I definitely remind you of, but like, you should guys check them out. If you haven't listened to Lunar Hand, but um, definitely like a band that's made me want to like... Like when I listen to like the these types of music, it makes me want to like take my headphones out and grab my guitar and like yeah. fucking write something like that. Sweet. You know, like I'm just like, wow. Like what? Yeah. It's what? inspiring. Yeah, for sure. Like... And just the the lyrics and and the way he this his cadence, you know the timings they do a bunch of weird timings. I love it. Yeah, and I, I would say going back to it recently, as someone who wants to pursue and get better at production, there's been a lot of little songs that even singles, you know, that just have that that certain tonal aspect that make me want to get in the studio and just like practice. Um, one album being um, Tame Impala's new album just all around the the tones and it's it's simple but it's just so well put and like mixed together yeah so you turned me on him yeah yeah with that he's uh, awesome man you you put together a playlist for me and oh yeah for tay tay yeah yeah dude you should (laughs) kevin should start a little thing like for hire i'll make you a playlist yeah it was really good playlist man um okay so then this last question is to all of you and i'm it's the same question. I want to hear Brock's open. answer on that. Oh, question. Brock, throw uh, it down. what is a recent thing that's been inspirational to you? Have you guys ever wanted to rob a bank? Yeah. Sure. Thought about it. I've watched The Money Heist <laughs> on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And think of a man. You think you can do it? I think I could do it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but not really. Um, <laughs> honestly, that has ins- just watching that show has inspired me to learn Spanish more. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I watch it because it's filmed um, in España. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's right. I've heard about this one. So, we, my girlfriend and I, Nicole, watch it, and they speak Spanish the whole time, but we just watch it with the subtitles. Yep. So, and that's we're like idea. sitting there the whole time, like, saying random Spanish words to each other <laughs> that we pick up on. Totally. And stuff like that. So that's been really inspiring. Dude. Yup. That is inspiring. Just another watching, language. Watching TV, but another language, learning Spanish, is definitely something on my list. Hell yeah. yeah. I want to just live somewhere. Yeah, I mean, Mexico's right there. Yeah. You guys went to Mexico recently. We just recently. got back, dude. It was awesome. That was inspiring, too, to just be like, damn, I need to learn Spanish. Like, yeah. better than my, you know, my kitchen Spanish. Yeah. Like I can order my pollo. Yeah. You know, muy caliente. Si. So. <laughs> Con cerveza. But, uh, yeah. Sorry, so you you're going to the next question. Yeah, yeah. we're going to the next question. This is the big the big money question. This is for all of you guys. So it's what's your definition of art? But the caveat is what's your definition of art through the lens of this new album mm. or this EP? What is art to you now with this? <laughs> what is art to us now for this album? 
I think with the experience we've had making this album, I think we've found that the truest art form for us is being there together and creating on the spot. You know, we have these songs, but and correct me if I'm wrong, but being there, that was the greatest feeling. It's like this is what we're supposed to be doing. You know, in the and we're yeah in the studio. It's like, like look at these things we're polishing up. This is awesome. You know, and I want I'm I'm addicted, dude. I just want to go back and do it more and more yeah yeah i think i would agree with that i think just learning to trust in in each other and and keep your mind open to each other especially being in a band and knowing that like we're creating this together i think that's something that just that's art is just kind of like learning to trust yourself and your artist your fellow art you know yeah I was going to say growth. Growth. Yeah. I feel like just when I close my eyes and look back on us three years ago, two years ago, even just a year ago, the things that we were able to walk into the studio and do without even, like, second-guessing it is incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it all timed out just perfectly. And uh, I think with these songs that we're sitting on for next album, it's definitely going to push our style in a different way as far as, like, what other people hear you know sonically it's going to be a lot different style than what we've been putting out so i'm i'm excited to move forward and grow awesome i love it yeah new new album dropping october 2nd october 2nd check it out okay, okay so EP. so people can buy this ep early as of now correct yes physical copies are available through our go? website they just go to our web www.theresonators.com Com. Or just send us a message on Instagram. Even better, you, yeah. Venmo. Skip all, skip all that skip. ordering stuff. We'll get yeah. it out to you personally. Yeah, just send us an address. Venmo is ten dollars at the Resonators on Venmo, and I'll personally, yeah, hug it and kiss it and send it in the mail. Will you guys sign it? Of course. Will you do like a high end one where people just give you like thirty bucks and you all sign it? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. We'll give Sweet. them a sticker package. Dude. Yep. Okay, I like where this is Give going. Give pictures of our package. <laughs> Just kidding. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the VIP. That's the VIP. Yeah, you gotta pay for that. Yeah, yeah you gotta send a hundred And don't yeah. share it with anybody. <laughs> oh, Brock's already got photos in there. Perfect. They're on the drive. We're not supposed to put those in. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, yeah. and so... how you lost a lot of thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> You open up the yeah. CD and like the lyrics are just yeah. on yeah. photos of our dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something we're thinking about. Sure. <laughs> kicking around just the studio. Around the when idea. we said we like to go weird with marketing, we're uh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta bring the noise. Um, okay, so then that uh, that is there, and then how else can people support you guys? Um, buy merch. We got some awesome merch we've been putting out, and I'd rather, you know, instead of just, like, donating, it's just I want you to be have something that you like to wear in your closet that, yeah. that supports us. And if not that, just come to a live show. Like, and we've been booking share shows. anything that you see that we post. Share it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put it anywhere, everywhere. Yeah, the strongest uh, way of marketing right now is the call, the call to action. So when we're doing these big drops and stuff, um, and you want to reach out to us and say you want to help, 
like we'll give you the link and just be like on the day we post this just post it on any media page yeah. of, of yours you know because that is the st- word of mouth and that way is the strongest way like we can post things over and over again but you know we're just smelling our own farts at that point you know sure. it's not until you you know take that step and <laughs> and, smell and your post yeah, yeah and smell, and smell our farts. farts yeah please yeah and then share it this is good you guys this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! We're yep. the resonators. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so then, oh, and then people can join the resonation. Yes. Yeah, please on Facebook. In the group. Yeah, just look it up. Stay connected if you're. Yeah, if you want, if you're listening to our song, post a picture on there about you doing it, Jam, and if you're rocking our merch, if you get a package from us, post it on mm-hmm. there. Like we love the interaction. Like, if you got a funny meme, post it. Post it. Make memes about us. Make memes yeah. about us. Yeah. Somebody make fun it. of me. I mean, yeah, people, yeah, people are already, they're awesome. Everybody's been doing such a great job, and, like, it's cool to just see, like, even in our last show, like, we haven't played in six, seven months, but, like, there was a sense of just, like, family, like, resonated family, people just seeing us growing and really proud of us and excited to see if, see what's happening in the future. Join our familia. Yes. Please. That means family. (laughs) That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like that. All right, and then the album, the EP, hits Spotify and all the places on October 2nd. Yes, sir. Friday, October 2nd. That's where people should listen and share it with all their loved ones. Um, okay, great. So, I think we're, we've done this. Yeah. I think we did it. Okay. The last thing that I want is I want from each of you one little bit of wisdom for the people. Don't make it too long either, okay? Don't believe everything you hear. That's from Kyle. The past is in your head. The future is in your hands. That's Brock. That's beautiful. Nice. Yeah, I got everything. Awesome. Kevin, where are you going? Don't get too into your head. How do you do that? Um, How do you not do that? For me, I think it's for everyone. It's different, but for me, I think it's it's trying to focus on one thing at a time. Beautiful. All right. Well, I think that's that, you guys. Thanks for being on. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Thank you, dude. Love you, brother. Oh, yeah. Love you guys too. Cheers. Cheers. All right, my friends, that was The Resonators. And that was a lot of fun because I've had each of them on individually. You've heard them speak before, one-on-one, and now that was the whole band. And that's one really special thing about this band is the dynamic between them. They're brothers by blood and through the music. So, and you feel that when you're around them. I got to spend Thanksgiving with them last year and it was awesome. And I want to do it again because it was so much fun. Um, the Cameron brothers, the Cameron family is amazing. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad that you got to hear that. That, what we're really hearing here, which I'm seeing with this band is the growth and the maturation of a band. Um, Three years ago, they were just getting started. They were just throwing these creative elements, these musicians together, seeing what worked. And now it's really starting to get somewhere. 
and you heard him talk about what it was like in the studio. It's so cool when your practice pays off, when you have been working hard at something and things really just flow. I'm experiencing it in the ocean right now with my surfing. It's, I've been surfing a lot lately and now when I want to catch a wave, I can do it. I think it and then it happens. And that same exact thing happens in my art when I'm painting a lot or drawing a lot. And I'm sure that you know exactly what I'm talking about. When, when you're in the flow, when you're practicing regularly, then things just flow so much easier. And you don't need to worry about the little things because all of that is taken care of and you, you just rip. So whatever you're doing, whatever it is that you do creatively, if you're in flow, good for you. Keep it going. If you're not in flow, I would say that the best thing to do is just start a regular practice. Get back into the, the flow of it where you're doing it often. You know, even if it takes little tiny chunks of time, that's the way to do it. Whatever you have to do to, to make it happen cons- consistently. I really feel like consistency in your uh, practice is really major I really can't say enough about it. So on that note, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you're inspired like I am. I'm ready to just go out and kick some ass and and just keep on pushing everything forward. Keep on riding the creativity train and see where it leads. So yeah, reach out to me at Taylor G Murals on Instagram and Facebook. Let me know what you're thinking about the podcast. Let me know what you're working on. I want to hear about it. I love it. I love seeing what everyone's doing out there. It's really cool. We're all just this big old band of creatives and it's awesome. So with that note, I hope you have a fantastically creative day. Cheers.